You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Coming up on this episode of the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. It's the parents' duty and calling to train their kids, to teach their kids, and um, just encounter the Lord together in their home, to teach them who the Lord is. So he tells me an hour before the session that he scheduled for us, he <laughs> said, oh, hey, by the way, we, I, we have counseling in an hour. And I was like, I'm not going. If I want something done, I don't tell Josh, I tell Holy Spirit. And, and I just wait on the Lord because he, cause he's good. like your guys' studio. <laughs> it's awesome. Isn't yeah, it? it is. It's like the only quiet spot we have. I could have waited till later. Oh, it's fine. The kids are fixing too. Just like, well, they're playing outside on the trampoline, but then they're going to go inside and shower and get ready for bed. Um, they're not going to bed yet, but they're going to shower. And so that'll take them, you know, 30, 45 minutes. So I thought I might as well do it while they're doing that. Perfect. I appreciate it. So did you, did you listen to Josh's episode? Yes, it was so good. I just kept thinking, wow, like, like my honest thought was, thank you for fighting for me. Yeah. <laughs> did you take notes? No. You didn't? No. Okay. He felt like you needed to debunk everything he said, so. Okay, well. I'm going to get right into it, if that's cool. Okay. How yeah. has, well, actually, go ahead. I'm ready to get this over with because I've been nervous about it all day. I'll bet. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was a last second deal because I was honestly his his episode turned out so well. I was like, man, I want I need to have you on like right after him because it'd be kind of silly to have you on two or three episodes later. So I hope yeah. it, I hope it was okay. I know it was last minute, but no, it's fine. Okay, awesome. Um, how's this transition been for you stepping down from upper room? The the transition, the new season that I'm in as of January one is um, just being home with my kids, yeah, and um, and serving Josh. Like, serving the, Josh. I, do you know, what's that look like? Well, um, I it's been a desire in my heart since 2011. The Lord reminded me this a couple weeks ago that this was a desire in my heart to be home with my kids since 2011. And then just the other day, like a couple days ago, Josh found this like prophetic book of mine and it doesn't look like a journal. It's like an actual book and you open it up and it's like these prophetic things that I've written out. Yeah. And it was from 2015. Things, and in 2015, th things that you've written? Yes. Yeah. Things that I, over our marriage and over just what I wanted my life to look like or just yeah. like what I felt like I was supposed to be doing. And um, one of the things was um, being at home with the kids, which is just really sweet of the Lord to like, you never know how it's going to come through or you're like, wow, I didn't see that coming or I wouldn't have done it that way, but this right. is cool. And so, um, yeah, it's actually going really well. Like I have so much grace for it. Um, I, I, um, get to be home with the kids. I'm homeschooling my two older kids, Jude and Exie. Yeah. Jude, Jude's 12. He's in sixth grade. And Exie is nine and she's in fourth. Um, and so in 
and I have a son, Mac, he's six, and he goes to um, Power Kids, which is actually at Upper Room. Okay. So I take him to school, which is new for me. Yeah. Because in the last season, um, Josh brought him to school every day and um, picked him up for me. So um, I'm, I feel like I'm getting to do, like, to me, it's like the coolest thing to be able to take him to school yeah. and pick him up. Like, that's awesome. it's like a, I, that's like my outing for the day. Yeah. So you guys, like, you've always homeschooled though, right? Yes. This We're going on our fifth year of homeschooling. Okay. But it's just different yeah. because you were for it. I was always. You were always well, working. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I'm the, yeah, I'm like really excited for you guys, man. I remember when Josh first told me that, I don't know, I, I've always had this dream of just being in full-time ministry, you know, like I, I want that. It's kind of a passion in my heart and yeah. seeing, I was kind of living vicariously through you guys. Like when you guys <laughs> went to Dallas and got to do that, it was just so fun to watch that. And then so quick, I mean, it, it was a pretty quick amount of time really. So, yeah. So quickly you guys made that transition out and it was just, I was telling Josh, it seemed so easy for you guys to do that. And that mm -hmm. for me, that was evidence that the Lord was behind it. You know, like there was a peace behind what you guys were doing. And so again, that was so cool to be able to kind of live vicariously through your guys is just peaceful transitions. You know, sometimes my life feels like it's hectic and crazy and your guys's life just seems so easy. Nacy all the time. It just seems so easy. <laughs> I know that's not true. I know that's right. not true. Yes. But I'm, it's been fun to watch you guys. And he, he was sharing with me a little bit about some of the, the passion that you have for, for traveling with this heart for children's ministry and stuff. What does that look like for you? Like, I know it has, you know, it isn't a full blueprint, but what kind of passions and visions has God given you for like a, a traveling children's ministry like that? Well, I don't know if it's necessarily just for children, but I, I could see us like ministering to all ages yeah. and what we did with the kids. It's actually for all ages. Okay, cool. And so I could see us um, doing some sort of ministry where um, we travel together. We share our story, which we it's Josh and I's story to share together. So we'll uh. have to share it together at some point. But um, I could see us sharing our story. But also um, something I'm super passionate about is the voice of God. Um, and, um, just training and activating people in the voice of God and, um, his voice changed my life. Yes. Meeting Holy Spirit changed my life. Um, that was about probably, I don't know, five or six years ago now. And, um, I, I could see us, um, traveling around and doing these workshops at other churches, kind of like what we did for the kids residency at upper room. Yeah activated kids in worship prayer and just um I remember someone saying something um several years back that you you can impart what you have with the Lord speaking to you and so I remember that when I when I was planning each kid's residency like I would sit with the Lord and be like okay what are we going to do tonight and it would always be something that he was speaking to my heart and um this last semester of residency it was it it, it, the theme ended up being identity wow. and it was beautiful how working with Josh, I loved it. It was a kid's program. So all my kids were there ah. and it was super fun. So I could see us doing workshops um, at different churches or um, workshops at conferences. We had Courtney on quite a while ago to talk about the book. And I just realized right now as you're talking, 
that you had something to do with that as well. And so talk to me a little yeah. bit about this book, Wonderworks. Talk to me about that. Okay, okay yes. Yeah. So uh, Wonderworks is a book that Courtney Conant and I co-authored. And its uh, purpose is, our heart behind it is for families to encounter the Lord together in their home. Courtney and I um, were both children's ministers, but children's ministry is only one, maybe two days a week if your parents take you on Wednesday night. And we only have the kids for three hours tops a week. And so really, it's the parents' duty and calling to train their kids, to teach their kids and um, just encounter the Lord together in their home, to teach them who the Lord is. And so to teach them who Papa God is. And so this is a tool to train you in the voice of God, but also develops these, um, facilitates these encounters. And um, for instance, like, okay, so I got to like, be, I'm just going to be real right yeah, now. And I of this lately. And I'm planning on doing like a little video to share on social media and I just haven't done it yet. But I hadn't been actually like doing the book. Yeah. I had done it in my head but I hadn't like actually written things out. And we were at a service at Upper Room a couple weeks ago and Joel was singing, you're higher, you're higher. And he said, I just feel an invitation from the Lord to pray and intercede for those that you know who have walked away from the relationship with the Lord. And for a moment, I thought, oh, how sad. Like, I can't relate to anybody. Y'all, my family's saved. And then like a moment later, I'm just weeping and the Lord is bringing all these people to my mind and to my heart and I, that I don't follow on social media, but I've known them in my past and he's asking me to pray for them and intercede for them to come back to him. And I was like, Whoa. And then he goes, this is an activity in your book. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're right. (laughs) And so he was inviting me to go on this journey with him through the book. And so that was activity one. And, and so I went home and I started doing that. And then a few nights later, and so that was an encounter with the Lord through hearing his voice that we can intercede for others who have walked away from their faith, you know? And so it's super powerful for adults. I'm an adult and it's just it. And so another activity and I'll keep it brief so we can go on to marriage. But, um, I had a dream, um, and in the dream I was prophesying to somebody and, and I like know them. I probably haven't talked to them in probably like 12, 14 years. And, and in the dream, like, they're just like, not wait to hear what I was going to say. Yeah. And I remember prophesying and what I prophesied was Joel two and then Micah two, four. And like, like I was like telling them like, this is their year for breakthrough. And that was in Micah. And then God was going to restore in like the years that the enemy has stole from them, which was Joel two. Yeah. And the next day I'm sitting with the Lord, like processing it with him saying like, God, what was that? And he's like, that's the gift of prophecy. This is an activity in your book. And so I was like, oh my gosh. And so I did that. And, um, and so I've just been having so much fun lately with him. Like on this journey. (laughs) I could just see him like remind, Hey, remember that book you guys read? (laughs) Let's let's do that together. Nacy. That'd be awesome. And so like my point (laughs) of all this is like, he brought me to, um, I think it's in um, Habakkuk, um, where it says, the Lord says, write this vision on tablets yes. so that he yes. sees it may run with it. And he said, the activation takes place when you write it. Like, That's you awesome. know, like, yeah. write it. 
out. And so I've just been having so much fun. So yes, this, this book, the Wonderworks book is designed to restore wonder and just to take you on an adventure with Papa God. So good. I love it. I love it. And where can they find that at? What's the best place to find it? Um, you can get it on Amazon, which is easy. Everybody has Amazon or you could go to wonderworksbook.com. Wonderworksbook.com. I will put that in the show notes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Let's get into the dirty stuff. Okay. This is the, uh, the, the rebuttal of Josh Littlejohn. Here we go. Okay. So (laughs) the whole point of Josh's thing was kingdom in the marriage. So the last few episodes that I've done, I've, I've kind of done about like kingdom in different niches. Um, I had somebody on about kingdom in the unknown kingdom in taking risks, kingdom in whatever. So the idea is like releasing the kingdom wherever you're at. And I wanted to have one on marriage specifically. And the Lord just really kind of highlighted your guys's marriage to me. Um, just because I feel like there's such a drastic light and dark in your guys's relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's a great testimony. I think it's a fantastic story, a fantastic testimony. Josh shared a little bit about the when you guys were ha- when you guys were really struggling there for a while. You guys were born again. You guys were Christians. You guys were you know church going, Jesus loving people, but you were really struggling in your marriage with relating to each other, with honoring each other. He shared kind of his point of view. I wanted to get your side of the thing too. For you, what were you feeling? What was kind of your mindset in the middle of all that? He kind of shared that. Yeah, you heard it. You know what he shared. What what was your point of view in that? What was your perspective, I guess, of, of your guys' marriage when things were kind of rough and rocky there for a while? Um, you know, okay. In the middle of the hardest part of our marriage would I had these expectations on him, uh, that regardless of what he would have done, he couldn't have met them. You know, I think it's easy for us to uh, want everything to look a certain way and to get into a little performance mode, you know, as a believer, like in that time frame and where we were at in our lives, like I wanted everything to look perfect on the outside. And so like, I had these expectations that regardless of what he would have done, I still would have been unhappy because they weren't realistic. And so I would say, um, what, that, were, what were some of those expectations? Can you rattle maybe one or two of them off? Oh, I wanted him to like, I basically, I wanted him to be my source of joy, like my source gotcha. of like friendship, uh, entertainment. Uh, I needed him to like Fill those spend voids. every second yeah. of his time with me. I thought he needed to like basically worship me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. In a sense, you know, like yeah. in an unhealthy way though. Yeah, like I needed like this attention that regardless of what he would have done, it wouldn't have been good enough. And like, for instance, like something that he knew, like I was so OCD at the time Yeah. and he looking back was trying to serve me and honor me, even though we were both, you know, had issues to work on. But I would, if I had left the house, I would want it to be spotless when I came home and I would come home and I would see like the one thing that he hadn't done instead of seeing that he had actually tried, you know, Yeah. which is so sad, but that's just the reality of where I was. I was yeah. a mess. I had all the, I had a lot of issues in my heart that I needed to work through. I just had a lot of baggage, a lot of um, hurt that I had never dealt with, and a lot of trust issues, and I just took it out on him in a sense, you know? Yeah. 
when it came to like ministry, because I think of like when the gathering started and kind of when we were moving forward in a ministry, what was your, there was some resistance on your end, right? Like you weren't mm-hmm. completely on board with the idea of starting a church and um, maybe even giving him freedom to, to minister the way that he felt he needed to minister. What can you, can you speak to that a little bit on your end? Yes. What the hesitancy uh, was? I definitely had some reservations about it. I, I just didn't have peace about it. Yeah. I felt like it was rushed. And so I just didn't support him in any way. And, and looking back, I felt like I was left out of it. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and that was hurtful to me. And so I just, you know, I'm like, if you're going to do that, like I rebelled against it, you know? Yeah. Like it was and I think that's common. Helpful. That's kind of what I was hoping you would say. Cause I think that's, I've experienced that in my marriage too. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I take it as resistance and I take it as this, but it actually is me going ahead of my wife, you know, me putting mm-hmm. things ahead of her and, um, with great intentions, right? Like I, right, I have a desire right. to follow the Lord and relate to people, yeah. but I'm actually not walking with the person that God put right. next to we're, me. To we're with. a unit. We're one. Yeah. yeah. And even though we weren't quite, didn't have the revelation of being a unit and being one at the time, like I knew something was off. It wasn't right. Like we should both be in unity about it. Yeah, and good. so because it, and it's like, it, it's a hard thing because you're right. Like it's ministry you're, you're like, why don't I feel comfortable about this? You know, you almost feel like you're in the wrong, even though it's like, you're both in the wrong, but you feel like you, you look like a crazy person because you don't want your husband to be yeah, ministry for sure. in a sense, you know? Yeah. No, I, I'm sure that was difficult for you. I mean, cause I'm sure, I'm sure you had to talk yourself into it a lot of times. Like, I guess I'll just move forward with something that I don't feel comfortable doing. Right. Right. Yeah. But the Lord is so good and he can still use that. And absolutely, you know, and he did, he did use it for sure. He did. Yes. So you guys were in a place, I think Josh, Josh called it warfare. That's something he said as far as kind of battling against each other, probably battling against wills, battling against his own mind, but also trying to figure out what you wanted. I think that's just kind of the story of a lot of marriages. What was the turning point for you? I know he sought after counseling. Oh, hey, I do have something to say about that. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so he tells me an hour before the session that he scheduled for us, he said, oh, hey, by the way, we I, we have counseling in an hour. And I was like, I'm not going. <laughs> That's so good that he wanted you to be on here because he did not mention that. <laughs> That's the only thing I can... That's the only thing like that I could say to his podcast but I was like that's so funny honey you forgot that you told me an hour before (laughs) that's so good I'm so glad you said that but that wasn't it all I mean you was there was there some some hesitancy yeah yeah just the thought of counseling uh at the time just made me I didn't want to face the reality that my marriage was the way it was Like I wanted this persona, like, and I put on, like, wanted to portray to others that we were good, that we were great. Guys were leaders in a church. Yeah, Yeah. and counseling to me meant like I had a problem. We had a problem, and I was like, we don't need it, you know. And so, um, so yes, like I just was so against it. I don't. I had this like fear against it. I didn't know 
what it was and it scared me honestly and it made me feel like I was doing something wrong yeah. or just something was I don't know it scared me yeah. it meant like I was at a place I never thought I would be like counseling meant you had to get help like that you weren't okay and I just didn't want to face that reality that we, we did need help you're not in control and right yes it was yeah. yes totally so he he says it also he says that um he was in a place of wanting more like he he actually had to come to the realization that this wasn't God's design like the things you guys were going through wasn't like the best that it could be and that he actually wanted more was there a was there a place for you when you kind of decided that too that man this isn't this is not good and I I need more I want more yes definitely um what was it that made you decide to want to go to counseling? Because he went, what, two or three times, I think, by himself, right? He did, yes. And I just saw that it was, honestly, that it was helping him. Yeah. I could. I was starting to notice things that he was doing differently. And I guess my heart, the Lord was opening my heart to um, just see him in a different light. And I'm like, wow, like, what is this counseling that he goes to? And, and I remember Josh telling me, he's like, just think of it as like somebody who's going to coach you, like help you like, Hey, how can I help you? Uh, it's like, I just was, I was just scared of it. Like they were gonna, I don't know, but it wasn't what I thought it was. And it just, I was like, okay, I'll go. <laughs> what was the biggest revelation for you? What was the thing, I guess, that you decided to kind of take hold of and, and move forward with? I, I realized that it takes two. It wasn't just him that, that I was seeing only his problems, but I wasn't owning my own, that there was things that I could do to make it better. Um, and I, I loved him and I, I was realizing that like my love wasn't coming across for him. Like something was off to where I wasn't showing him that I loved him. Like he, it wasn't translating, you know? Yeah. And I didn't want that. Like, I'm like, I love you. But he's like, it wasn't like Josh said, like we weren't speaking the same language. And, and I wanted him to know that I loved him and I just didn't know how to tell him or how to show him. And so I'm like, okay, like I, I do want help. And, um, going to counseling was life changing for me. She walked me through, like, we didn't even talk about my marriage. Yeah. (laughs) It was crazy. And, um, I think I went to two sessions on my own before we went together. And I mean, by that point, like it was, it was just, we were two different people in a sense. The Lord was working on both of our hearts and a lot of my issues were just my own issues right? that I, that I was projecting on him and taking out on him. And, um, and she just helped me. Like Josh said, like, she was like, when you say that, this is what you're saying to him. I'm like, that's not what I mean. And so just communication, I think, is one of the hardest things for married people or just anybody in a sense to communicate what they're trying to say. And she just helps me with communication with um, one. I, I didn't honor and respect him very well. And she's like, that's just like the worst thing you could do for him. Like his love language is like words of affirmation and he needs your respect. And, and, uh, and so she just really opened my eyes to what my actions were 
translating to him. And I was like, wow, I don't want to do that to him. You know, who wants to hurt the people they love? We don't intend, we don't want to hurt the people we love, but that's the, the people we hurt the easiest and the most. I feel like, because we're not, sometimes we might know we are, but it's just out of lack of knowing the truth or knowing um, how to communicate with each other. Well, and it's those people that you love that have actually given you access to their heart, right? Right. And vice versa. So I think we have, we actually have access to hurt the people that have given us their heart willingly, you know? And so that's, mm-hmm. that's the, I guess that's the risk of being vulnerable yeah. with somebody, right? But, but one of the things like, so that she helped, that helped me with communication and just going to her is just realizing seen the power of my words you know the bible says the power of our words um the power in the tongue is life and death and i was just like killing him with my words like his love language is words of affirmation and i was doing opposite you know just like beating him up like he doesn't like men already don't have it hard enough like we as women have an opportunity to to speak life over our husbands for them to succeed yeah that's good and and so that was just the most, um, I guess, eye-opening thing for me was just what what I was speaking into him each day. You know, we, we worked together in Kansas. Right. I would show up to work and he would leave. It was just not this unity. It was like, okay, like dark cloud, you yeah, know? Yeah, One of us was the dark cloud wherever we would go. And, and we moved to Dallas and the Lord had already restored our marriage. And we were in unity and, and no one would have known how, what a beautiful yeah. thing this was, us working together. Yeah, you know? that's true. Um, that's true. Yeah. We went on, we moved here and six weeks later, I went on maternity leave. And um, just for those who don't know, I was, the, I came on as a children's director at Upper Room and took over this program and we were building momentum. And I six weeks later, I'm like, I don't want to lose this momentum. Right. And and so the person who I wanted to represent me was Josh. Like I want, we're one. That's good. Like who else to represent me? And so people literally saw us as one. Like I was the children's director, but you would have thought he was like, we were seen as the same person. That's and beautiful. that's just the beauty of what God can do with a transformed marriage. Like we loved to be together. We love to work together. And, and so when I went on maternity leave, like he stepped in for me. Because we're one. Yeah. He represents me and we had the same heart and there was unity. And and so it was just beautiful what the Lord's done. That is so good. I, I love the picture of that, that marriage being restored before you guys did. It's almost like he wasn't going to release you guys to do this together until that was solid. And yeah, restored. it would have never worked. Yeah. You know? And you guys, you guys went through some, I don't know if you're, if, if you're okay talking a little bit about the the freedom sessions and the, the, the inner healing that you both went through together. Um, did that have something to do with the restoration of the marriage too, or was that kind of post? All it, of it, def- it definitely yeah. um, was the final step in the restoration of our marriage. But I, I definitely want to share that with Josh because that's like both of us, but yes, yes yeah. the freedom session was like the final step of, um, restoring our marriage but this morning I was reading in Ephesians and um just about the living wisdom and living in the kingdom and it talks about 
in the Passion Translation, just yeah. like about husbands loving your wives as the, as the church and wives submitting to your husbands. And it, it's like not even like, it's not even like a big deal. Like for me in the past, like I'm like, mm, I was independent, like just yeah. the thought of doing that. Right. But it now it's like, no, like it's an honor to submit to him because I love him. Like I adore him. I'm. It says actually in the Passion to be devoted to our husbands. And what, what the Lord reminded me and like showed me a picture of this morning was Josh used to um, like things that like he was reminding me of things that Josh likes. And one thing in when we were like at our worst, like he just wanted to be recognized when he would walk in the door. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm so glad you're home, you know, and I'd be like, uh, why are you so late or whatever? <laughs> you know, like it was just opposite. Yeah. It's of all about you, Josh. It's all about you. It was just like opposite of what he needed to hear. And the Lord was showing me like the transformation, like when he, and like, because I know that now, like when he comes in the door, we make an, uh, like a point just to adore it. It's just like, Oh my gosh, daddy's home. So and we good. just all run up to him and just like, you know, because I, we're devoted to him. And another example, like, you know, we moved here and, and it was a little role reversal. Like I was working full time and he had extra time to be home. So he was being at home with the kids. And, um, and so just, he was doing his own laundry. I was doing mine and the kids and they're just little things. Yeah. But when the Lord asked me to, the Lord told me in this new season, he said, you moved here, you were successful because Josh was serving you and the kids so well. Wow. So as he goes into his new season, it's your turn to serve him so That's he good. can be successful. So one of the things that I can do to serve him is just to do his laundry now, yeah. you know, just like little things like that. And he mentioned, he's like, Hey, it would help if you could do my laundry. I'm like, okay. So like, I, it's like a joy to do that now That's because so I know I'm serving him yeah. and I want to honor him. And I want to just show that I'm devoted to him. Does that make sense? It like, does. Yeah. That's so good. It just changes everything. It's not like, Oh, I gotta go do laundry. Like I'm like, no, like I'm excited because I know it's helping him. Yeah, and awesome. you know, it's like propelling him, like just taking something off his plate. Like I, I I'm willing to just do anything. And, and so it's just completely different. That's so good. I love it. I'm definitely going to honor your, your, your desire to not go into the, the freedom sessions thing. Can you speak a little bit to, just the idea of inner healing maybe and how important that is in marriages. Like if that could be a thing that needs to be looked at, right. As in, as yes. an individual, can you speak to yes. just kind of the, the broad, the broad idea yes. of, of inner healing when it comes to a healthy marriage? Yes, definitely. You know, we do things in our younger years or just life happens and, you know, things that aren't even because of us that happen to us could be, um, just abuse or just not saying for myself, but just like different things that happen, like abuse yeah. or just feeling rejection or all these things like come along with high school, like feeling rejected or whatever you think that is lets these spirits in like yeah. where it changes the way you respond to different situations. And so for instance, I had spoke something when I was younger that I would never let anybody have a say in my life, but I didn't know that came out in my session. Wow. And so that affected my marriage because even when I wanted to submit or respect him, 
there was like this thing there blocking it. Yes. Like this literal, like you can't see it, but it was there. And so even if I wanted to, it was like there was this definite resistance to where I, it was preventing me from respecting him and honoring him and submitting like the Lord intended. And so I went through this freedom session and, and they take you back to memories and, and, and I was just like sharing something about it. And they're like, you just said you would never let anybody have a say in your life. And I'm like, I, yeah, I remember saying that. And they're like, do you realize that's a vow? And so even if you want to submit, that's preventing you. And it was just like this aha moment that made everything make sense. What was affecting my marriage. And so that was like a pivotal point. And, and, and one of the hugest things that I literally felt this thing go and I had the revelation of what God intended for marriage to be. And since that moment, we've had a beautiful marriage. Like, I can't wait to, like, he talked about it. Like, we're best friends. Like, we love to be together. We love to spend time together. And um, honestly, uh, something that used to drive me crazy is if he would, like, work late or whatever, you know. Like, so selfish. Like, who does that? Like, he's supporting you. And you're like... (laughs) upset that he's getting home at a certain time yeah. because you wanted him to be home at five and he got home at six thirty or whatever. But right. I realized how like selfish and like how much that doesn't even matter really to the, to the scheme of things. But in the past that would have driven me crazy and that just would have set me off. And, and so in this new season, we're seeing each other, less because he is working and he does get home later. And I just have so much grace for it. I'm just like excited when he does get home and I'm just ready to love on him. Cause I know he's had a long day, That's you awesome. know? That's awesome. And, and so just little things like that, like, I can't wait for him to get home, but, but yeah, I'm like realizing like, why was I like that? Right. Oh my gosh. Because God's given me like this love for him. Like, I'm so thankful. Like I realized that we're better together. Like we are one, like even our kids, like, you know, in the past, they would ask one, I'm sure this happens in tons of marriages and families, they'll ask one parent and they'll say no. So then they'll go ask the other and they'll say yes, because there's this disunity. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and we like our kids, I'm, I'm like, well, what did dad say? If just to make sure if they're asking me something, well, he said no. But I'm like, well, then it's a no, because we're one. And, and so just there's this to become one man to become. Yes. one. That's good. And the, and the best thing we can do for our kids is, is model a good marriage and model friendship and model love. That's just going to just bring this um, peace and security to their hearts. And so I'm just so thankful of the Lord to just redeem and restore. He's a God of redemption and restoration. And, and, and so I'm just so thankful. Good. I hear it. I really hear it, man. I feel like it's very, very refreshing. Um, and I'll be honest, Nacy, I don't I don't know that you and I weren't really great friends as far as like relationship, you know. I think I mm-hmm. definitely definitely knew Josh more and I think it's just it's good to hear all of this cuz I think there was I always got his side, you know. <laughs> like mm-hmm. in conversation, I think that's the way it goes with men a lot of times they talk. Yes. They only get one wanna, side, but yeah. I want to speak to that like um I think we as women and men, like the best thing we can do is to honor our spouses with our words. Yes. It's a big deal. Yeah. Like to speak highly of them and not, 
and and when we're with others to um just really respect and honor them with our words yeah you know there's power there's power in that yeah there is there is and it's like walking in faith not by sight like we're called we're speaking we're calling forth seeds in their heart yes and our words have power like i said our words have power and if we're just like can you believe he did this like that's not who they're gonna be like i remember in the in the worst of when it was like our hardest time and our darkest time like i i didn't want one it wasn't with the right heart but i'm thankful that i didn't talk bad about him but like i was like i don't want people to I just knew, I just had hope, I guess you could say. Yeah. Like, what if I'm, like, telling him that all these ugly things and then he's not, like, when he's not like that anymore? Like, I don't want their view to be skewed of him. Yeah. You know? What, well, I want, the world, I want the world to think well of my wife anyway, right? Like, yes, I should right? want people right. to think well of my wife. Yeah. Right. Good. And so I, I'm just like, oh, we, we can just honor them just by, with our words. Yeah. And, and just, like, speaking to others, like, highly of them instead of just like saying they're the worst things they do you know so now talk to me a little bit about just kind of speak to um i gave josh the opportunity to kind of speak to that couple right now that's maybe in the middle of it like you guys were mm-hmm. and they think it's normal they think it's like status quo they think you know they're willing to kind of put up with all of the junk just because we think that's the way it has to be, you know, mm-hmm. can you give some advice specifically to women on how they can better release the kingdom in their marriage? When you, when you hear that, what, what does that bring to your heart when you think about releasing the kingdom in your marriage? I think about honor and respect men, men like need honor and respect and we can give that to them. Um, and I just feel like it's so easy to fa- think of what they're doing wrong, but change that to notice what they're doing right and encourage them with it. Like acknowledge it, always acknowledge what they're doing right instead of what they're doing wrong and bring Holy Spirit into it. Yes. You know, yeah. one of the most, um, the best things for my marriage is I brought Holy Spirit into it. Yeah. I think wives get like a bad rap because we nag or whatever, you know, but ladies bring Holy spirit into that. Josh and I have a joke. Now he'll catch himself doing something. He's like, you've been praying, haven't you? (laughs) Just like little things like stuff, like take out the trash, take out the trash, take out the trash. Like I don't ever tell him anymore. I tell Holy spirit or like the lawn, like wanting the lawn to be mowed. I tell Holy spirit. Whoa, that's good. Or, or just like little things, like even um, something recently, I was like, oh God, like I, I'm just like sitting with the Lord and I'm like, oh, the kids really need their dad today. You know, yeah. like they really need him when he gets home. And just like, I didn't tell Josh that I didn't, I just tell the Lord, I just tell Holy Spirit. And Josh came home that day and I kid you not, he was so intentional with every kid. I was like, oh my gosh, Holy, like, I'm just always blown away. Like I take every, I bring Holy Spirit into your marriage. That's, that's actually you stewarding your relationship with the Holy Spirit, right? Yes. Believing in that relationship. That's good. Yes. And so, and, and so I don't ever have to, like, 
I don't, I don't have to, like, if I want something done, I don't tell Josh, I tell Holy Spirit. And, and I just wait on the Lord because he, because he's good. Like something that I learned from, um, that the Lord's like really highlighting for me in this new season and, and in this new year that I, um, heard at the one thing conference was being slow to speak and quick to listen. Yeah. Just like waiting on the Lord. And that's so important in a marriage and even parenting, waiting on the Lord, being yeah. slow to speak and quick to listen. And I just encourage you to do that in your marriage. But also just if you're so annoyed or so upset or just just so angry at your spouse, like look at yourself and say, OK, what could I do different to change yeah, the situation? Good. Because nine times out of ten, it's it's yourself that could change the situation more than they might fix one thing, but then you're going to see something else. Like you have to fix yourself. That's good. You know, that's good. Yeah. You actually have the authority to change yes. the situation and it's not usually going to happen unless it's through love. Right. That's good. Right. That's awesome. Yes. But, but yes, like the Lord is so good. Bring him into your marriage and marriage is such, it's such a beautiful thing. It's so fun. Like it's an adventure and I can't imagine like it's a beautiful thing when you have the revelation and you see the Lord rightly, you see yourself rightly, and then you see your spouse rightly. Yeah, You're actually awesome. able to love them like he intended and you become one and there's unity and it's fun. Like our spouse is a gift to us. So good. It doesn't have to be like, like, why would we, why would we be so upset with our spouse? Like they're our gift from the Lord. So good. Love it. And so it's, it's fun. Like, I can't imagine doing life the old way, like our, in our brokenness. It was so rough. It's so great on the other side. Like, I encourage you to push through, get help, go see a counselor. Go by yourself if yeah. your spouse doesn't want to go. That's go what's, by yourself. That's what's really cool because I feel like we're called to live this life of glory to glory to glory to glory. And it's like, specifically in marriage, like what you guys have experienced now like the breakthrough and the restoration, you're not going back, right? <laughs> like right. it'd be no. really hard, I think, for you to have a like, desire to go back to the way it used to be. Right. Like there's breakthrough. <laughs> there's breakthrough. Yes, that's good. And once that breakthrough comes, then you're going to yes. be ready for the next. I think that's so good. Yes. Keep moving forward together. That's awesome. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nacy. Thank you for having me. Was this fun? Did you enjoy it? It was fun. Awesome. <laughs> this is going to be good. I've really enjoyed the blogs too. Are, is that just a Josh thing? But you're also journaling in there, right? Or sh sharing your journal? Yes. Joshandmacy.com? Yeah, he actually might be posting mine for me right now. I don't know. Oh, I cool. have a new one coming up. Yeah. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna have that link in the show notes too. So we'll we'll have a link oh, cool. to Wonderworks book and joshandnacy.com so people can follow you guys awesome. and see your kingdom marriage in action. How about that? Yes. Yes. Awesome. That's great. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Love you guys so much and uh, looking, looking forward to chatting soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. That was it. That was my interview with Nacy Littlejohn. Thank you guys so much for joining us once again. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share on Apple Podcasts on Google Play, on Stitcher, on Spotify. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at KB Podcast. 
And like usual, you can send us your questions, your comments to thekingdombringers at gmail.com. That's it. Don't forget to check out to the Two Brothers podcast with Chris Hagan and Jason Getz and Supernatural Living with Beth Packard. Both of them, along with the Kingdom Bringer podcast, are available through the KB Podcast Network. Share those with your friends. Love you guys so much. Until next time, be blessed.